if you have to cough, please don't cough on me. Okay. I have a busy weekend ahead, and I don't want to be ill. Me too. Uh, not that I'm not being sympathetic, Danny, but if I get a cold, I will hunt you down. <laughs> That's alright, I'll probably be dead by then. That yeah, you don't sound like you're doing too good. I'm I'm better than I sound. Yeah. Ever so slightly. That's the fun of the winter times, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, this has really put me in the Christmas spirit. Do you like feel like normally do you like winter? I do like winter. I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do like winter. And then I was like you kind of moved as if you were gonna well, preface it, but Well, like it's one of those things that anyone who likes summer doesn't like the really really sunny days where it's like unbearable and if you like winter it's it's not like that includes like in the days that it's like frozen mm. like i like i much prefer a nice calm winter day over a calm summer day mm. see i used to think that i used to be all of well not all about winter but i was like i like winter because i like all the things that come with winter like christmas but I feel like this year we were so we had such a good summer, yeah. That it's made <laughs> this all the more unbearable. Hmm. The fact that I get home from work and there's like an there's maybe half an hour to an hour, and then it's pitch black outside. It really is, <laughs> and it's like so disorienting because you sit there at four o'clock in the afternoon, and my brain is convinced that it's nine o'clock at night. Yeah, like, and I I can't fathom that i have like stuff to do <laughs> because i'm like it's night time now like things should be winding down i'm relaxing now it's very bizarre um that being said danny merry christmas merry christmas this is our christmas episode this is our christmas episode we're recording it quite far in advance <laughs> of christmas day yeah it's the 13th as we recorded it's this. a pay that our schedule isn't slightly different because if it was we would put this out on christmas day but as it stands, this will come out the week before Christmas. Oh, because it's a uh, Christmas Day. Christmas Day's a Wednesday this year. All oh, right. Well, is it? Oh, I don't. Know. I thought it was a Tuesday. Actually. Wait, no, I'm out my nut. It's a Tuesday. Yeah, you are. Well, we could have put it out on everyone's true favorite holiday, Boxing Day. Yeah, because Boxing Day is the day after you've had to spend it with your stupid family. <laughs> I normally end up working Boxing Day. Yeah, I don't have to work this year because I'm going home. So. That's fair enough. I, don't have to I worry mean, about it. if we release this on Christmas Day, that would guarantee our lack of listeners. <laughs> yeah, no listeners. <laughs> Definitely. At all. No one is that lonely <laughs> on Christmas Day that they're like, I'm going to see what those two boys have got to say about Christmas Evil. Which I think might be. That's a pretty good pun. Christmas Evil? Oh, Christmas Eve. I only just got it. Only man. just hit you? Yeah. <gasps> Britain and Exit. Brexit. <laughs> it sometimes takes you a while. You know, it's one of those things that um, you know the song. Uh, I saw. I'm, I've got cold brain. I have one hundred. Yeah, cold I feel brain. like this is going to be a tough one to get through because uh, you you do seem very disoriented. If I sound mental on this podcast today, it's because I'm slow. I had to buy Christmas tags in the shop about an hour ago and when the guy asked me because I apparently looked incredibly lost are you right man what are you looking for I couldn't tell him I was like um the things you put on presents <laughs> uh you know the song um I saw mummy kissing Santa Claus uh, I was only a couple of years ago I realised what that song's about that it, the, it's the the kid who the is singing the song uh-huh. the Santa Claus is it's his father yeah i never realized that until like a couple of years ago i was like a fully grown adult when i realized that michael kelly 
friend of the podcast, friend of the podcast, recent like like two weeks ago, after we recorded the last episode, it was like two weeks ago. He, we were out, and he was like, "Yeah, have you heard that song where it's like about a woman who wants to fuck Santa Claus? Like she wants to have sex with Santa Claus?" And I was like, "What? Like Santa Baby?" And he was like, "Yeah." He was like, "I was like, how have you, how have you only just heard that?" That's extraordinary. Yeah, I was totally blown away by it. But I guess you know, you know, you can't you can't see or hear everything, can you? Yeah, Danny? it's just Christmas. Some things songs, are gonna miss you. Christmas songs have a specific talent of being played to fuck. Oh, I hate, I hate it because there's only like maybe 10 good ones mm. and then thousands of really terrible or not even terrible but like we have the now no that's what I call Christmas we have that CD at my work mm. and there's about 10 you rattle through the first 10 you're like okay this is good after that when you get on disc 2 daddy <laughs> it's just choir music and really depressing uh. stuff about angels and things like that and I'm like if I put on a song that sounded like this at any other time of the year people would be like, what the fuck are we listening to right now? But because it's Christmas, you just get away with it. You can play all the hymns you want. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I hate Christmas music. It's the one part of Christmas I I don't like, though. But it's because of the the repetitiveness. I work in retail, as do you. Have you had to put up with a lot of it? It's a mixture at my work. It's not too much, too many Christmas songs. Um, And it's they're actually quite well... um, Circulated? Is that yeah. the rest of They're like, um, you don't they rotate them much. out. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they don't rotate them too much. Or at least not that you notice. Yeah, I think that's the issue is like, we just have the one CD. Mm. So you know what song is coming most of the time. And then also, like any, I've tried a couple of times to just be like, I'm just going to put on non Christmas music. But someone comes over and they'll be like, it's not, oh, it's Christmas music. We've got to have Christmas music on. We've got to get in the spirit. Fuck the spirit. I hate it. <laughs> so, like, it's, um, your specific work is, like, appealing to, like, the Christmas market, mm. if that makes sense. Because it's just, like a, like, a convenience store more than anything. Yeah. You don't go there for your Christmas shopping, unless it's very last minute. I've seen the prices of our Christmas food. It is a bad time. <laughs> so, would not recommend going there. Um, but yeah, we're going to talk about a Christmas movie for Christmas. Yeah. We, and we, we thought about it for a long we time. We did think and we about agreed. it for a long time. Because we struck, like, I think the struggle with finding a Christmas movie worth talking about is that either you're going to watch something pretty bad. Hmm. Because, you know, you could watch something, but we could watch Elf or something like is that. Is Elf bad? No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm just saying, everyone loves Elf. What are you talking fucking about? Fucking let me finish. <laughs> <laughs> Like, we could watch Elf, and we'd sit here and talk about how great Elf is. Yeah. That's boring. Everyone knows how great Elf is. But then we could watch, like, a bad Christmas movie, but then we'll just sit and be like, well, that was terrible, wasn't it? Or, so then your only other option is to kind of watch, like, a genre movie. Yeah. But that pretty much just means a Christmas horror movie. It it tends to be Christmas horror, which we did last year. We We watched a Christmas horror film. Krampus, which is infinitely better than this. (laughs) Um... But, you know, for so many different reasons, Danny. <laughs> um, yeah, and so I think that was kind of the... Like, when we were both trying to work out what movie to watch tonight, it was pretty much just going through a list of, like... Top Christmas- 13 Christmas weird films. But it was, like, Christmas- all weird just meant horror. Yeah. Like, it just meant slasher. There wasn't really much else on the market. 
Um, but it's what I wanted. I wanted a genre Christmas film, but I just didn't want it to be horror. I wanted something... I wanted a different genre explored yeah. that would be really, really like um, which there definitely, I'm sure there is. Yeah, um, I can maybe something sci-fi or fantasy yeah. or like. Well, what was the one you were talking about? The sci-fi one. You were telling me about it yesterday. Oh, it was a very famously bad one. Um, Santa Claus conquers the Martians, but that's actually, it's, despite the fact that you don't know it, like among like worst films of all time, film geeks, that's quite popular. I think it was on. Um, that show where all bad films like that get end up on. Oh, uh, how did this get made? No, um, the TV show Mystery Science Theater. Oh, okay. you know that's it's that kind of film where it yeah. ends up in on that. That's interesting. Um, but we went for <laughs> we narrowed it down, uh, and we picked Christmas Evil yeah, Christmas from nineteen eighty. Nineteen eighty. Do you want to introduce the podcast, Annie, and then we can introduce the movie? I will do that. You should. What's up, people of the Peopleton? Welcome to a Christmas special do, do, of Second do, Opinion. Do, 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 I'm Danny Jones, do, 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 and with me, childhood Christmas charmer, Scott Morrison. I had a wonderful childhood, thank you very much. Was all of your Christmases tra- trauma-free? Uh, as far as I'm aware. Maybe there was times where I didn't get what I wanted, and I was an angry boy. But that's just being a selfish piece of shit child, as, <laughs> as children tend to be. Children can be. <laughs> uh, I've learned my lesson now. Now you just. just now I don't just... ask for anything. Yeah. Or I keep the expectations so low. Two years ago, I asked for a belt <laughs> and the Alan Partridge movie on DVD, and I got both those things. So really? I would say successful Christmas. There you go. Exactly. Key is don't ask for anything, and you'll never be disappointed. You got to keep your list small. I'm one year when I was like, oh, I must have been like. Five or six when I wanted three things. I wanted Action Man Cameraman, I wanted Lego Star Wars, and I wanted Super Truck City. What is Super Truck City? Super Truck City is the micro machines thing where it's like a truck, but then when you open up the truck, it turns out to be a city. And it was like a advert. I think I had that. Yeah, it's like a uh, yeah. That is bringing it's bringing back something. It's bringing they back were the memories. Three things I wanted, and I got those three things because they were like the three thing. That was my Christmas list. Those three things. I feel like I know what you're talking about. Yeah, you'd probably would. It's like the micro machines. Remember micro machines. Micro, yeah. I had the micro machines Game Boy game, and it was great. Okay. Um. Do you find that as you've got older, do you find the things you're excited about in terms of Christmas change? I actually feel like now, as an adult, I love the build-up to Christmas more. Yeah, because the day goes by really quickly. The day itself, like... I, I, I like Christmas Day itself, but, like, I just find that, like, when the Christmas lights are turned on and then the Christmas songs yeah. start playing and um, there's a Christmas market and then you have the staff nights out and there's just a bit more cheer of everywhere in... I like the build-up uh, as an adult more than I, I even like the day itself. Yeah, I would agree. I do do feel like... It's getting quite depressing now, though, in terms of how little I feel like it's Christmas. Yeah. Like, that magic is really gone, because all of the stresses of my day-to-day life are still very <laughs> present, but now we have a Christmas tree in the living room. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's 10 mine on. I feel like a, a, too much of an adult. Like, I'm just, like, I'll go in, um, going to bed, I'm like, oh, I didn't turn my Christmas tree oh, I didn't turn the Christmas tree off. Oh, it's just it's depressing. Um, so, we... We watched this movie called Christmas Eve. Or Eve. sorry, Christmas Evil. We've done Christmas Eve. We did do Christmas Eve. And now we've done Christmas Evil. <laughs> I wonder when we're going to do Boxing Evil. <laughs> um, 
So, yeah, it's a film from 1980. Um, and it centers around how... So, okay. So, there's this character, his name's Harry. And as a young boy, his dad dresses up as Santa Claus. Uh, and he's, you know, he's all excited. Santa, ooh. Um, but later on in the night, he sneaks back downstairs. And oh-oh, he sees his mum and Santa Claus getting it on. Getting it. In Not pro- just kissing. Getting it. Getting, getting it, it on. on. In possibly, just to start, kick things off real quick, the strangest, like, I don't know what they were supposed to be doing. Like, they're not, they're not kissing, they're not doing anything kind of sexual, they're just, he's kind of just down on his knees and sort of rubbing her leg, and she's playing with his hat, and she's just like, ooh, ooh, and has, and it, and, but then the kid watches them for like a minute, and it doesn't progress from that. No, it's just that, with, and he's got this horrifying look on his face, and I was like, yeah, if I saw two people fucking doing that, I'd be weirded out too. (laughs) As an adult. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so he sees this, and as a kid, it freaks him out. Yeah, and he's you know, he's traumatized. He's traumatized, yeah. And so we flash forward years later when he's an older man, and oh boy, has it fucked him up yeah. big time? Because now he, oh my, God, it really disturbed me those opening <laughs> those opening scenes. So now he kind of. He works in a so he works factory. in a toy factory, yeah. Um, fair, fairly normal. I think he doesn't even make toys. He's got like a sort of middle management. Job. Yeah, he has a management position because he says he misses working with the toys. Yeah, but when he's at home, yeah, he's sort of living out this almost fetishish, fetishist, fetish, fetishistic like lifestyle of being Santa. Claus. Yeah, he wakes up in Santa Claus pajamas. He's surrounded by all these Nutcracker toys he made. He, like, tries out Santa wigs. And then, it's probably the most disturbing part of this sort of Santa fantasy he has, is in his spare time, he goes out and spies on the neighbourhood kids. Yes. <laughs> to see if they're being naughty or nice. And he has a big book, and he writes it down. It it really disturbed me, that opening. And I was like, I don't know what kind of film we're in for yeah. anymore. Is this just going to be a big analogy for him just being a pedophile <laughs> or like what when is this gonna get a bit funny and a bit kind of like campy horror and it really doesn't ever kind no, of no it's very psychological um, this film so basically through a series of events harry kind of snaps and dressed as santa claus on christmas eve ends up going on a half giving out gifts to children yeah. And half murder spree. <laughs> it's a very bizarre spree goes on. It's like he snaps and then almost is indecisive of what he's doing for the rest yeah. of the evening. It's a bit strange. It's very bizarre. So he dresses up as Santa Claus and he goes to... Because he's at a work party. That's what sets him off. Yeah. He's at this work party and they're, the people from his company are talking about a hospital that they donate toys to, a children's hospital... And the fact that something's happened with the order, I think it is, or something's happened where he's like, I don't know how many kids are going to get presents there, I don't really care. Hmm. But obviously, Harry, he cares a lot. So he goes out of his way, he dresses up as Santa Claus, loads a bunch of toys from the factory into a bag, heads over at the children's hospital. 
and he donates all these toys, and it's quite a lovely moment. It's a lovely moment in an otherwise bizarre film. It's very. It's, he's got this very strange moment where, like, he uh, he opens the van and uh, like he's got he's got a van with a sleigh painted on the side. Oh, we'll get to that. Um, <laughs> he opens up the van and there's loads of presents in it, and the the kids are the uh, the staff at the hospital are like, oh, I can't. I can't believe this. This is mental. Who's donating this? Oh, we'll, oh, we'll go get more stuff so we can unload the presents. And yeah. as they go get more stuff, he then practices his Merry Christmas. He's trying to sound like Santa. So it goes, feels like it would be the last scene of another movie. Yeah. Of like a happier movie. <laughs> it's like he's going, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. He keeps keeps going until he's, I feel like he's, he feels like he's got it. Yeah. He, he sounds like Santa now when he says Merry Christmas. And when they come out, he's like, Merry Christmas. Oh, 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 oh. <sighs> And it's like a joyful scene as all these like um, staff are taking presents for sick children and stuff. But then, but then <laughs> he passes a church at which midnight mass is uh, happening, and uh, it's just finishing. So all these people come out, and then these guys just start mocking him, yeah, for looking like Santa Claus. And then he just decides to take one of his um, nutcracker toys with this long point and I shove just... it through the guy's eye. And it's one of... Oh, God. And it's one of those, like, those old school movie kills where it's supposed to freak you out, but it cl- it cuts to what is clearly, like, a plasticine model. Yeah. yeah, prosthetic model as the thing goes up, but still... It still got me, and I was like, "Oh, yeah!" Fuck. <laughs> and then um, it takes like a Christmas axe thing, and then just starts beating ma- another yeah. person like to death. Which I will say, the people he beats up—they're not very Christian. They immediately come out of midnight mass on Christmas and start ripping the piss <laughs> out of a fucking guy dressed Santa Claus. Like they don't know that this guy's just been to a children's hospital and donated like hundreds of toys, and they're just like, "Look at this fucking dick!" I'm like, "What kind of?" fucking shitty Christians are you guys like <laughs> oh look at them who's dressed up Santa on Christmas Eve we're fucking loser yeah <laughs> yeah like fuck you guys so yeah from there it kind of just goes back and forth between delivering presents and murdering people yeah sometimes in the same home where the kids are buzzing little do they know that dad has been had his throat slit in the other room with a Christmas tree chopper star <sighs> is I don't think they're that sharp so so that's basically the plot of the film. Yeah. There's a couple of films that this reminded me of, and none of them are Christmas movies, and none of them are horror movies. Go for it. So one of them was... It reminded me a lot of... There's a film with Sean Penn called The Assassination of Richard Nixon. I'm familiar with it, but I've never seen which it. Which is about... Uh, it's a true story about a guy who became obsessed with the, uh, the, the idea of uh, killing Richard Nixon. Mm. And he tried to hijack a plane... And it didn't go very well. Um, all went very badly. And it also reminded me of... Uh, this is mostly because of the ending. It reminded me a lot of Taxi Driver. Yeah. Slash not, kind of first I, performed. I like, kind uh, of thought of um, Taxi Driver while um, yeah. watching this. It's that, that sort of descent into madness. It's that, it's that whole thing of... It's the loner meets... Uh, yeah. like that, Sorry. Yeah. It's the loner slash descent into madness mm. kind of story. Yeah. Uh, I get, like I did think of Taxi Driver while yeah, watching this film. It's actually. incredibly similar to Taxi Driver, um, except that the kind of massacre stuff lasts yeah. a lot longer. Um, it got me thinking about this. Is going to be a total fucking sidestep. But it got me thinking a lot about. Have you ever heard of Ricardo Lopez? No, I don't think so. Bjork Stalker. Did you ever hear about that? 
No. So it was back in the 90s, I want to say, or the early 2000s. This is going to be a total tangent with nothing <laughs> to do with that. So, but I was, I fucking remembered it and I was looking it up because it's, it's, it, again, it reminded me a lot of like this movie. But there was this guy called Ricardo Lopez and he, he became obsessed with Icelandic musician Bjork. Okay. Uh, like obsessed with her. Not, like, he was, said he was like infatuated with her. Like, he couldn't think about anything else. And, um, when he found out that, she was dating Goldie, the rapper. Uh, or no, who is Goldie? I forget. But um, when she found out that he, um, yeah, Goldie, yeah, I was right. <laughs> uh, when he found out that she was going out with him, he decided that like if he couldn't have her, then he was gonna he was gonna find a way to make sure nobody did, and so he was gonna kill her. And so he basically recorded. 11 two-hour tapes, diaries, that you can watch on YouTube of him basically descend just complete... I mean, he's already pretty mental by Mm. this point, but just descending completely into, like, full-blown insanity while building a letter bomb that he intends to... that he's going to send to her uh, and when she opens it, it's gonna acid is gonna explode in her face, and he he does it. He builds it and he sends it out to her, and then he kills himself. Like he shoots stuff that, wow. but like not before. I feel I feel weird because we're like I feel like we're, I'm sensationalizing like a, <laughs> clearly a very mentally mm. uh, like per, like unstable person, but you know it's it happened. This is what happened. It's human nature to be like he, fascinated. So by the last tape and uh, there's this morbid that's it there's a morbid curiosity about this kind of stuff and i watched this and it's like it's 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 a strange watch in the last tape he completely shaves his head and then paints his head red and green so he looks like this kind of weird demon while her music while bjork's music is playing in the background and then he at the end of one of her songs he shoots himself in the head and it, it is like the the whole sen- like movies and stuff doing those kind of things. This like portrait of a madman hmm. that is like a legit. It is like one of the scariest things I've ever watched. I think is like his videos. I wouldn't recommend watching them, but I would recommend reading into it. It's fairly interesting. Hmm. Um, sounds like a really terrible situation that for all involved they managed to stop the letter yeah because they found him before the letter made it to her residence so they managed to intercept it at a post office um which is good yeah it's very good but apparently i think i've read somewhere that like it didn't work like it wouldn't have worked if even if she had got it because she had people who like I can't remember what it was. But I can I think imagine that, that they, they, these artists, these big, must have some sort of like filter for their mm. mail, even if it's not necessarily for bombs or attacks or something. It there must be something. Yeah. But that was a weird tangent. I was just thinking about it, and I was like, I wonder if Danny's ever heard of this. And then I guess morbid again, morbid curiosity yeah, morbid of thing. like, if anyone wants to go and research that. It's weird that thinking of that sort of like morbid curiosity that this. I was when you're watching this film, I'm not sure if you're supposed to. If this film wants you to like the main character, yeah, 
because uh, Harry's a bizarre character. Because he, like, even though he's being bullied outside this church by these guys who are just like, oh, we fucking Santa, fucking dressed up as fucking Santa Claus and Christopher. But, like, he, he obviously is far too radical in his response yeah. by, like, fucking badgering them to death. And he then goes on to murder a guy who asked, early in the film, asked him to cover, asked Harry to cover his shift in mm-hmm. the toy factory so he could go spend time with his family but then when Harry's walking home he finds out that this guy Frank was in the pub the whole time yeah and he's just as he's walking by Frank's like what a fucking idiot am I right just I like lo- fucking oh you took my word for it oh I took advantage of a nice guy I think that's hilarious like when movies have that where like per- someone stumbles in right at the exact moment that they're supposed to because this film has two moments of that it has that one, but then it also has they happen to turn on the TV at like the exact moment that a news report is starting about the yeah. incident that they need to hear about. Like, yeah, it has that very very coincidence. So he uh, he in a response he goes to Frank's house and then he does that thing that we talked about where he puts presents down for the kids uh-huh. for some reason and then goes through and tries to suffocate Frank. With his Santa sack. Not euphemism. Yeah, I was going to say Not euphemism. His literal Santa sack. And then when that doesn't work, and he's afraid that Frank's wife's going to wake up next to him, he just slits his throat with, a Santa, uh, with the Christmas star. It's a very extreme response to, I tricked you into covering my shift. So I could go to the pub. Yeah, yeah so I could go to the pub for the night. Also, now you've killed me. It... I think the reason that I you struggle or I struggled at least to get on his side in any way, is because in the opening scenes he's literally watching children from yeah. across the street through binoculars and then noting down what they do. And if that if they, you know, belong on the naughty or the nice list, like immediately I'm like, not into this guy. <laughs> not into this guy or whatever he's about. But the <laughs> film could have like if the film was going in that direction, like it wanted you to sympathise with Harry, it could try and play that off as just a guy who's like naive that maybe sort of that sort of um Michael Jackson defense where it's like he doesn't quite understand yeah. like w- what the implications well, of what he like doing really, is ne- he has a really negative reaction to any kind of sexual yeah because there's twi- like he sees one of the kids cutting pages out of like a porno magazine hmm. and he freaks out about that and he's like oh he ha- he's writing in the book and he's like oh he has un un He's like, he has negative urges and things like that and impulses. And you're like, this guy's weird. Yeah. Like it. And then he also at one point watches his brother like shagging his wife. That is weird. Like through the window. And then this is my thing is he, he has such like negative reactions to anything sexual. But the the times he's been exposed to it is because he's staring through the pr- windows of private residences. <laughs> like, like, he's what do you often expect? caught staring through a window. It's very bizarre. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I find it very hard to relate to in any way. Yeah, but he's the but protagonist. I th- yeah, but and, then it's... and we'll get to the ending. Um, I think when we're finished talking about this, but like, there's like almost an implication that like, I don't know that, that there's there's more to him than that and it's kind of weird when you then see the the murderous and the sexual sort of um suppression problems that he's having 
it's really weird. Like, is there any like? I don't know if the film is telling me he's a bad person. Yeah, which is weird because it should be telling me he's a bad person. Yeah. Did you know that this this was uh, one of the films that was um, confiscated in the UK? It was banned. Okay. During the whole kind of video nasties. Okay. Scare. That doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me. I do. It's definitely, I think, tame in comparison to a lot of the kind of stuff that was being banned around that time. But. I guess, like, yeah, like in terms of content, it's tamed. I feel like in implications, there's like, yeah, there's a lot to read into. Yeah, the fact that he's he, oh. spies on children. Yeah, yeah, because he just thinks he's Santa Claus. Yeah. Like, he's fully convinced of that, I think, by the end of the movie. But it's like, it's... If that... If it was a thing where he just thought he was Santa Claus, like a, a Miracle on 34th Street, yeah. where he just went and spied on children because he thought he was Santa Claus, that'd be one thing. But it's the fact that they have tied Santa Claus in his head with sexuality yeah. very explicitly at the beginning, which makes it weird that he's then watching kids. Like, it's very obvious that sexuality and Santa are, like, confl- mm. like conflictingly together in his head. Yeah, it makes it all the more just uncomfortable. Yeah. Because I felt, I definitely felt uncomfortable for, like, large chunks of this movie. It's very Mostly sort of, the scenes involving kids. Yeah, so. but anything scene involving kids is really bizarre. Because it's very sort of, um, like, Freudian uh, Oedipus, like the whole sort of Greek myth of the guy who... Um, killed his dad and married his mum because yeah. he's bec- he sees like Santa at the beginning have sex with his mum, but now he's becoming Santa. Yeah. So there's a lot, a lot to read into this. Like psychologically, <laughs> this is very much uh, like instead of a horror film that we were kind of expected, this is a very psychological film where you're like trying to get into this guy's head and you're like, what is happening here? You've got some screws loose let me tell you that buddy (laughs) it is so much more than I think when we set about watching this we just assumed it was going to be a slasher film a slasher film yeah and it's really not at all it really is like a psychological kind of look into this one very lonely character because he's not he doesn't actually like for a slasher film he doesn't kill that many people well that's why I was saying about how in terms of this being banned it doesn't seem Hmm. I mean, you've got the one scene where you have a close-up shot of a man being stabbed in the eye. That's quite intense. Yeah. Outside of that, though, star slit. You get somebody's throat slit, and that's really that's mainly it. it. Yeah. Those two moments. Hmm. It's very. Yeah, it's very. And it's not like when the guy head. gets his throat slit. It's not like. Well, you see blood the blood spurting everywhere. Yeah, it's not like, like yeah. You, you just see, see the cut, cut and yeah. it's like, oh, well, that's savage. That's bad. Um. Yeah, I get what you mean. Hmm. It's like it's you. It's not. It's not on the surface that this film's got like troubles and like you'd think that that's yeah. It should be banned. Like I said, I think it's more the connotations that come yeah. with it. Because there's that. It's in in terms of like trying to the film trying to almost make you sort of relate to Harry. Where there's that scene where he's just walking down a street and he sees a party happening. And then the, somebody from the party goes, Oh, look, there's a guy who's going Come in, come in, come in. Just come into our party. And then they, they get kids in. And he's like, he, it's when, <laughs> when, it, when the Santa first walks in, he's like, he kind of goes to his sack like he did when he was poking the guy's yeah. eye out. So he's like, oh, is he going to attack these people? Is he going to... And then he doesn't. He relaxes. 
he has some fun. He sees the kids. He gives them presents. He has a little dance. He says, kids, you just better... You better be good, right? Yeah. I'm watching, kids. Be nice so you won't get good presents. And that's it. It actually ends up being a really nice scene. He's like, I have to go. And everyone's like, no, Santa, that we found off the street. Uh, Don't go. We love you. And it's like such a nice scene. And you're but like... But then wasn't there also a thing where some of them look really uncomfortable around him and then you were like oh man I can't believe this random man they dragged off the street is making them uncomfortable (laughs) or is it because um, it's when he's like he's doing that speech at the end he's like be naughty and if you be naughty I'll bring you something horrible and you're like yeah what's he gonna bring Uh, and I think everyone's like everyone's like looking at him going that's what a strange thing for a center off the street to have said yeah but then he starts laughing. Yeah, he starts And then laughing. everyone starts laughing, but then and some then people the are still a bit like, ooh, ooh that, that was, Should we just ignore that? Or are yeah. we going to read into that? But that's like, it's ultimately overall a nice scene that happens just after the brutal murder. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> ups and downs in this movie. It's definitely <laughs> it's a roller definitely coaster. It's definitely got its ups and downs. Or so, a sleigh ride. Um, Christmas. Christmas. Yes. Good. Yeah. Um, good job not coughing by the way thank you very much you've done a good job of not coughing I feel like the biggest problem which if you listen to this podcast you'll probably realise is that I might be breathing really heavily you've got the sniffles (laughs) yeah because you're getting out of breath from all the talking and the not breathing yeah simultaneously (laughs) not breathing gets me out of breath (laughs) that's one of those weird things I have one of those weird quirks because I assume another way that it's quite confusing in terms of how we're supposed to feel is uh, towards the end he runs into some kids in the street and by this point kind of everyone is out looking for this guy yeah um, this is before the film gets really weird yeah or really crazy um he's out looking uh, the people are out looking for him and he runs into these kids in the street and the parents see him with the kids and obviously the parents are like that's the santa that's murdering people yeah he, what's he gonna do to our kids and santa's like giving the kids presents and stuff and the, the, one of the parents like, I'll deal with this. And he pulls a knife. And the kids kind of, the kids jump to Santa's defense. Yeah. And it's in this weird scene that it, where it is sort of portrayed that the the parents are the bad guys in this situation. Well, it's... And that the kids are standing up for Santa. But I'm like, yeah. you're standing up for a psychopath pedophile. It's, <laughs> it's like that sort of, it's like that in, the Chris, in a traditional Christmas film where... You know, it's a world where Santa exists, but the parents don't believe in Santa. And um, that that's the problem right now. The kids are like, but Santa's real! And the parents are like, well, no, no, Santa's not real. I'm a harsh adult who's, lived, <laughs> who's now extremely cynical. And it's like, the kids are like, but if you believe, Santa's here. But in this film, they're doing that scene... But you know he's not the yeah. real Santa. you like, he's just a psychopath yeah. who kills people. So it's it's like they've got it. It's like they you've just got to believe in him. He is the real Santa, but you know he's and you know he's dangerous. Yeah, so it feels very really uncomfortable because like, he's like he's he's pulling presents out of his sack as one does. Yeah, and he's like staring the parents down like, oh, what's this one going to be? Is it going to be? Oh, it's just a present. No, what's the next one going to be? Could be anything. It could be oh, just another present. Maybe this one's... And you're like, I don't like this at all. <laughs> it's the fact that the guy gets a knife out and then the girl 
run like wrestles the knife yeah it takes the the knife away the parent it's like I won't let you do it I won't I won't and then she has the knife and you're like where's this going are we we, I was was worried we were going to get to the point where the kids start killing for Santa I actually still don't fully understand how the end of that scene played out (laughs) someone gets stabbed somehow Someone gets like pricked in the eye or something. Yes, very weird. Uh, the Santa Harry gets pricked in the eye by a brooch, but it doesn't seem to come up again. Mm. Um, yeah, that's a very weird scene. But in a great, great Simpsons oh. twist of events, oh. these few parents so good start <laughs> an angry, a real full-on visual angry, angry mob. mob. They torch torches and everything. Oh yeah. They wrap them like oil, like take cloth and like put it in oil and wrap it round and they light it on fire like and you see the Simpsons parody and it's yeah they all run in like complete like it's like watching birds when yeah. they bunch together where did they get all those torches from? yeah where did they get those torches from how did they become so organized so quickly but then my favorite way is the way they just run around like wildebeest <laughs> like like they run fucking they, Harry goes and hides down an alleyway and then the mob runs past the alleyway. All be like, rah, 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 rah. and then he watches them run away, and then I guess somebody sees them, and they just all in sequence, <laughs> like genuinely, like the bit in Jurassic Park where they're watching the dinosaurs and they start flocking round, and like, <laughs> they move like that, like they they all like keep running and do like a big U turn <laughs> and start coming back, and I'm like, what is happening now? <laughs> do you? It's amazing. But, but do you think? And I wonder, this is going to have to play in the end. I feel like to talk about this, we're going to need to spoil the, the ending. Um, I think we should do the brother scene first. Right, okay. Then do the ending. And a bit, I, okay, because the ending and then what I was going to say about this scene play into how, like, what more of why I would compare it to Taxi Driver more yes. than anything else. Yeah. Um, let's put a pin in that. So he then gets away. He gets in his Santa sleigh van. And he drives... I don't I don't think he has a specific reason. He drives to his brother's, who he's supposed to be there for Christmas. Uh, and the brother hears about, as we said on the news alert, that it's the kids are just watching a Santa film, and then a news alert comes yeah. up. <laughs> Murderous Santa on the loose. It's um, quite intense. Huh? Uh, for Christmas Day, <laughs> or Christmas Eve. Yeah, he comes in in the, in the Santa suit, and Harry's brother's like, Oh, it's you. I knew it was you. Ah, oh, fucking... I, I saw a murder of Santa on the TV and I was like, I bet it's fucking Harry. You, uh, know? you know what I said, Phyllis? It's bet it's fucking Harry. It's this clown. Um, and so they have an aggressive argument and Harry blames Phil for the childhood trauma because Phil, as a kid, says, you know that that Santa is just dad dressed up. And that's why Harry goes down to see if Santa's still yeah. there. So it's he kind of goes, look, I've murdered a bunch of people, and I think it's quite, quite frankly, I think it's your fault, Phil. I think it's your fault that I've murdered a bunch of people and not been able to get over seeing Santa and Mum. You know, you, you, you know about it. Uh, I think it's your fault. And then Phil decides to strangle Harry. Yeah. As a result of being blamed for the trauma of the murders. Just start strangling. He could have just phoned the police and gone, look, the murderer's here. And just fucking... Yeah, because this is the thing. Hoist. Like, he strangles him. Well, at the, in that moment, you think, to death. Yeah. And he starts going out of his way to kind of what looks like hide the body. And I was like, you don't need to hide him. No one's going to blame you for murdering the, the murderous Santa. Like, you're going to be fine. <laughs> yeah, and worse, you just go self-defense. 
what I like the most is he he drags him back over to his van and he goes to push him in the van and like even though obviously the actor is supposed to be unconscious he very clearly like helps to push himself <laughs> up into the van because no one he gets him in there so quickly there's no way he'd just be able to do that like as easily as he does in real life yeah so that's so that happens for some strange reason the brothers try to murder each other yeah uh Ham, all because of this thing that happened when they were it's, don't you old. think it's an overreaction it's such an overreaction so many kids must see their parents at some point have sex so many <laughs> like it must it's just a natural or whatever it was they were doing whatever it was they were doing whatever weird satanic ritual they were performing <laughs> that constitutes there was sex, a lot of it? lamb blood wasn't yeah there? There just a lot was. of work and the, the like in the and the nature of being in like an enclosed building with your parents they, they must be kids all the um all the time that see that sort of stuff none of them become well very least very few of them become psychopaths yeah it's a really But you have to remember, Daddy, he, he also found out that Santa wasn't real. At the same time. At the same time. At the same time. two truths that he just got. Time. He goes up... And when there's a kid, he goes up to the attic, smashes a snow globe. Yeah. And then cuts himself with the glass. Which is very intense as well. It's a yeah. very visceral Because it's like a six-year-old kid cutting himself. Yeah. Like, Again, it was just more things were, that were making me so uncomfortable. Aye. Um, so anyway, Harry Harry regains conscious. He's in his van because Phil handily put him there, and uh, his Santa slave van. And he uh, decides to reverse out. And the angry mob, who I don't know for the last hour has just been, you know, decided. Well, if we're not going to find him, let's just run around and for cardio's sake and just make sure we get, you know, the exercise we need. We've just had a great Christmas lunch, so should probably get some uh, get some exercise in there. They find him. Go, oh, there he is. There he is. And they end up running him off the off bridge. The bridge. In which then <laughs> the van <laughs> begins to fly like right. Santa's sleigh. And he shouts out something to do with Christmas. He, he quotes, it was the night before Christmas. So it's Merry Christmas. Yes. Merry uh, Merry Christmas to everyone. And is it to is all? It Merry the Christmas to all and to all a good night. Yeah, that's yeah. it. The, the, from the poem. So. And he flies off. So. It's implied. He is Santa? No. 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 Not at all. This is why I was going to compare it to Taxi Driver. I assume his van goes off the fucking bridge and Oh, it's like his delusion. It's his delusion. Okay. Yeah, 100% it's his delusion. It's not that he's really Santa. Honestly? Because that wouldn't make sense, Daddy. <laughs> That's why it was so hysterical to me. And you were loving it. I've known you for a great many years now and i don't think i've seen you laugh that hard at anything before you are you are done like your goose was cute i love that in your head you thought that like well do you know what i don't i I wouldn't rule it out for this film this film is bizarre enough that it if it decided because the i don't think it is i think the whole film has been about the psychology of this person and when he, like you said yourself, like the scene where he's going to give gifts to the hospital, he is like getting into the role of Santa Claus. And I think he does that at, to an extent where he just fully convinces himself that he's Santa. Because when he's talking to the brother, when he's yelling at the brother towards the end, he is like, he's like, nobody believes in me and stuff like that. Like, yeah. nobody gives me. Like, he's just fully 
fucking bought into this idea that he is Santa Claus. So I think in that end scene, when he hurtles off the bridge, in his mind he's flying off, quoting, you know, Silent Night. But in reality, he's dead. He's okay. a dead man. He's hurtling towards death. Because I was going to ask, because that was what, what I, how I thought it all played out, when we were just talking about that scene where the kids come to defend him, I mm. wonder if there's any element of that that is just taking place in his head. Where, oh, like, the children that... are coming to his defense. Yeah, the children aren't... But then... If the the children helped him get the knife off... So you're saying the children didn't actually come to his defense? I'm not, it's in his I don't head. know, I just wonder if... Yeah. It's, like, maybe hyperbolized? Or like it's, like, an yeah. over-glorified version yeah. of what's happening, yeah. Um, I guess it would take some sort of dedication, though, to wrestle a knife out of your father's hand because you think you're with the real Santa. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, everyone. At a late night and an early morning. Um, I do think... I think it's like... it's It ended up being a lot more interesting than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Which it's is a, bizarre. Yeah. It's a, I, like, well, not bizarre. I just didn't think... I did not think it was going to be that. Like yeah. when the opening scene, it had it had all the trappings kind of of the type of shitty horror movie I feel like we were expecting. Where right off the bat there was a lot, there was sex happening or whatever it was they were doing. Stand by, it's not sex. <laughs> um, you've got people cutting themselves, and then you've got him like, you know, the, a, a, a creepy guy doing creepy stuff. And I was like, this has got all the kind of trappings of what I think we expected. And I didn't think it would turn into... Like, I didn't think we'd be sitting here comparing it to Taxi Driver. <laughs> you know what I mean? The Christmas Taxi Driver. If you life has been missing a Christmas version of Taxi Driver... Mm-hmm. It's not quite this film, but this is it close was, yeah. enough. It wasn't until I was older that... Ta- like, I've seen Taxi Driver a lot of times now, but I, the first time I saw it, I, I was still in school. And I, I it, was, it wasn't until I was quite a lot older that I think it really it set in that the ending is not... It's probably not the ending. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, this is quite a nice, happy ending. They had started to, I think I'd watched it like a few years later when I was kind of better at, well, I was, I was more grown up. I was yeah, better at processing those kind of things that you're like, probably didn't go down like that. Yeah. Probably didn't go down like that. But I mean, I was the same with, we talked about First Reformed. And I, for, I kind of really was on the, like I really w- kind of rallied against that ending and it wasn't until my friend Lewis kind of talked to me about it and he was like that's probably not how it actually plays out like that's probably just in his head whereas I was thinking of it in a very kind of literal yeah way you know what I mean yeah I get what you mean yeah so, yeah I, I, I guess I thought of that ended as kind of literal yeah where he flies you really I Love that. That's hilarious. Because I did that. I was like, I, it was hilarious because I just didn't see it coming. Yeah. When it started flying, which was amazing. Because between that and the 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 what are they call the mob of people, mm. I was like, this has got a lot. Going I think it's on, just because it? this film isn't quite well enough made to for me to have given the filmmaker like that benefit, that credit, credit yeah. that that it would be that sort of nuanced of an ending. I was like. Because, especially because I wasn't quite sure how you're supposed to feel about the character Harry, I was like, is it just that they're going to have some sort of implication that he is Santa Claus and that's the ending? No. 
No, because I think I don't think that would have been. I feel like it wouldn't. It wouldn't have been in keeping with what the rest of the film had been. I don't think. I if guess they had went for that kind of that he was literally Santa Claus. But like, is this? Do you think this is a good film? I because there's a lot of weird stuff in this. I think. I mean, technically, no. Like, no, yeah, well, for, like in terms of visuals and sort yeah, of yeah, it's um, pretty garbage yeah. to be honest. It's shot very bog standard. There's nothing. There's not an interesting. It's shot. a very uninteresting looking movie. The, all the sets are really bland. Aye. Um, but in terms of like writing and like directing of acting and stuff, do you think it's a good film? I. I would. <sighs> I would call it like a. I don't. I. I don't. Because there's too much weird stuff, like the angry mob thing, and like the the brother strangling and then moving his, um, Harry's body into the van. There's too many strange things that you're like, what? What was the writer thinking at that point? What's the writer yeah. trying to convey? I very become aware while watching this film of like a writer trying to do something and. Like it's almost like resisting against the writer going, I don't understand in this situation what you are trying to do. And that's why when it comes to ascending and the um, van fires off, I'm like, yeah, maybe the writer just wants to make him Santa Claus. Yeah. Maybe that's the ending because I don't quite understand what the writer is trying to do. I don't anyway. think anything that was that crazy that I would have made the jump to. He's literally Santa Claus. Mm. Yeah. Because that's what I was going to say. Is like in terms of being a good film, like I thought it did an all right, or I thought it did <laughs> done an all right job of kind of setting that up. Hmm. Like, not that I thought he was going to fly off into the night, but that that was kind of what the film was about. Was this guy literally becoming Santa Claus? Like he fully is convinced that he's Santa Claus, and he's fighting for justice for Santa Claus. Um. Which I don't know. I thought like ele- those elements that were the, the parts that were really focused on that. I actually thought were quite good, and I definitely was. I thought we were going to be in for a slog. Yeah, and I thought it kind of. I thought it was quite an interesting. Like I think it was a little bit of a slow burn at the beginning when it's setting stuff up, but then when it gets into it, like you yeah. are like you are drawn in. I didn't realize quite how quickly the well the fir- I mean I say quickly the first kill is about forty minutes in yeah but I think by that point you we I'd kind of settled into that it wasn't going to be that kind of film yeah 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 so when it happened it really caught me off guard hmm. um it was really quite a shocking reaction to that but yeah I don't know if I'd go so far to call it a good film it's interesting <laughs> I think it's definitely an interesting film. yeah I wouldn't recommend it no. I would recommend it to certain people, I think, who might have a kind of I feel like more out of, like, a, a sense of uh, academic curiosity. Mm. Like, hey, do you, wanna, do you want something to think about this Christmas? Hey, watch this film and see what oh, you, uh, you think just, about you it. you saw First Reformed? Oh, I've got a better one for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely not going to hold the mantle for, Chris, you know, best Christmas movie. No. Not even that we've done on this podcast. Do you think that Tim Allen's The Santa Claus is like what's happening in this guy's head? <laughs> or that he's taken over? <laughs> like he just thinks it's a magical clause where he's like, yeah, I'm becoming Santa Claus. But on the outside, this is what it looks like. I forgot those existed. Isn't The Santa Claus 3 like really overly complicated? It's got time travel in it. But it's got like, it's not to do with lawyers and stuff. Like is someone not trying to... The Santa Claus 3? Yeah. Don't it's not like so. Jack Frost is trying to 
sue him and become Santa Claus? No, Jack Frost uses time travel to become Santa Claus. Does he? Yeah, it's been a long time since I've seen them, but I don't think there's any there's lawyers. There's time travel in the Santa Claus 3? In the third one, Jack Frost goes... I can't... I, this is this is just one watching it once. Santa Claus goes back... Uh, sorry, Jack Frost goes back in time to stop Tim Allen from um, putting on the coat as Santa Claus. And then it goes into that sort of classic It's a Wonderful Life story where Tim Allen's walking around and everything's different. And uh, this is like, it's like if you were never born, Tim Allen. Uh, or you could never <laughs> become Santa Claus. It's like if you were never in the shaggy dog, Tim Allen. <laughs> it's like you if you were never Santa Claus. This is what happened. Jack Frost would have taken over North Pole when it becomes like a theme park and stuff. It's not a good film. It doesn't sound like no. We should have really done that. Santa Claus 3. Could we do the Santa Claus 3? It sounds interesting. <laughs> I've definitely seen it. Hmm. Well, I, I, I loved the Santa Claus as a kid. And I even liked the second one. I think the second one's a nice enough film. It, it's been a while since I've seen any of them. They're not ones I would revisit every Christmas. Muppets Christmas Carol, that's why I revisit every we Christmas. We should have done the Santa Claus 3. <laughs> I feel like we missed out. No, I'm glad we watched this film. For better or worse, I'm glad we watched this film. I do feel better for having seen it. Um, but this will this will be it. This will be our last. Uh, this will be our last episode for of the, the year. Of the year yeah. yeah. Next episode will be our big. Um, end, yeah, big uh, end of year roundup. Yeah. Which have you seen a lot of movies this year? I think I've seen a fair amount. Yeah. So uh, I think I have a lot to talk about. I should make a list or something, and then I should check it twice. I've seen what can only be described as a metric fuck ton of movies this year All right. so I think there's a lot to talk about so I think we are going to have to narrow it down big time hmm. but I feel like every year we try to do that and I get bogged down in all the things I want to talk about and it runs for four hours so um, it'll probably be a two-parter it'll probably be a two-parter because um, we don't do like a it's our top best movies and our top worst movies and here they are it's like we don't really go for that we just kind of we just like to talk about we just kind of rattle through movies and like sort of which is probably why we end up so bogged down yeah because we just kind of go for it but uh and but it's fun because then we get to like we get to talk about films that we just might not have time to talk about any other time on the podcast and like we can go into films that that the big films that everyone's talking about and then go into the little films that like yeah. we we also find out stuff that like we didn't well like that we didn't know each other had seen and yeah. stuff which, yeah which is fun I have a few sort of rogue recommendations for yeah. each other um well that's exciting I know I certainly am the question Perfect. is are you Danny, where can people find us? <laughs> I was talking to the listener, not you. Why are you talking to me? No. Usually on this podcast, you're talking to me in my defense. <laughs> that's most of the time. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Second Opinion. That's Second with a Two. Yeah, you can. Which I always feel like you're going to say more than that, and then you never do. Well, I, I, don't, I don't know. You can't find us anywhere else. How's the Twitter? You can find us at a home. How's the Twitter account going, Danny? That's okay. No one, yeah, no one really follows us, but... Mm-hmm. No, we don't get any. I, I get notifications now on my phone of what other people are tweeting. I'm like, well, I don't need to know this. Yeah, I don't need to know that. <laughs> if I need to know that, I'll go on Twitter. Yeah, I don't need to be reminded twenty four seven. Yeah, I hate Twitter. Yeah, I want it going for my life. But uh, with that, yeah, enjoy your Christmas, J.K. Simmons. Yeah, I did a little twist to make it more festive. <laughs> Enjoy, Jacob. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. 
We'll play you out with some Christmas music, probably. Do, 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 do. No, there might be do, some. Do, 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 oh, do. no.